listening to WRUULP, Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM. We are Savannah Soundings, community radio with a global soul. Um, our theme music is a clip of Summer Nights by the Eric Jones Trio. It's provided by our friend Mark Chesanow, who plays with the Eric Jones Trio every Thursday and Sunday at Good Times Jazz Bar downtown. Hey everyone, you were just listening to Pizza and Wine, and now you have Arts on the Air with me, Tamara. And Melissa. And we're here with Jerry Stecka. Hello. Welcome. Hello. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> <laughs> so Jerry is a painter and a sculptor, as well as a full-time professor of foundation studies at SCAD. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Juggling a lot of balls. All good stuff. All good things. Um, so we're just going to jump in. Just do it. Just do it. Um, so you're originally from Venezuela. Yes. And you were originally interested in pursuing the sciences? Biology. Yeah. yeah. So what led you to art and what ultimately led you to Savannah? Oh, wow. <laughs> that's a, it was a multi question. That's a big question. question. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's, it's a creative family, you know, science-oriented, but we did a lot. You know, my dad liked to paint, my mom wrote, things like that. It was not professionally. So I was always exposed to some kind of art. Uh, so when I was in college, I was taking art classes and biology and chemistry and genetics and ooh, all, those, all those things, which I thought I really loved. My dad is, a, both my parents are microbiologists. Okay. So that, you know, we have microscopes at home. Mm-hmm. So, but that kind of, is kind of confusing because I liked the idea more than the doing, mm-hmm. which came across pretty quickly. But I was taking this, just as many art classes. So the switch was pretty natural in college and best thing I ever did. I saw that you, you have an actual degree in biology and then an undergrad degree in art. Is that well, right? it's like a minor. Okay. It ended up being a minor in, in science okay. because I had all those credits. Yeah, I know, did the so. same thing. I have a degree in biology and then I got another bachelor's in art. I think oh. maybe that happens a lot. I mean, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, not, it's not unheard of. Actually, you know, lucky those who are willing to make the change. Yes. Some yeah. people are afraid of making it or they are not. Nobody lets them do it. Well, and I also think that sometimes, you know, having the faith and doing... Um, like a, a bachelor's in art is scary because you have all the people telling you like you're never going to be able to make a living doing that you need to have something that you know it's like the whole you have something that you can get a job yeah you know and in the 80s there was no you know uh, i don't know nobody there in my at least my school there was not a department that is trying to get you a job or tell you how right. to do it right. yeah to just walk out of there with a brush and you're like okay yeah i think it's i think the two almost I, i've always thought it's like people who are really interested in just exploration and then looking at the world critically and it just is coming out like science and art from just these two really different areas but it's kind of the same type of person mm-hmm. well i always tell my students and i heard this from somebody else it's not my original idea so don't quote me but uh this very smart man it was a neuro neurosurgeon he posed a question to the table we're having dinner he says you know what's the difference between the creative process of art and science and i'm like i know this one right it's a scientific method there's an answer what it came down to is that the the way you research and you experiment it's the same that an artist does you try, you err you you do all those things until you get it right the difference is if artists make a mistake, oh well if a scientist makes a mistake people die Mm -hmm. 
So he said, mistakes. He said the very end that there is a difference. They have to prove themselves right or wrong. Where we have to stand there and say, "I'm right," <laughs> <laughs> and there you are. You yeah. Know, now people will follow you or not, but but you can just say that. Yeah. And that's that's kind of the cool thing about being an artist. You still have to listen to advice, though. Yeah. You can just sit yes. there going like, "I'm great," because <laughs> I know many who do that. Yeah. <laughs> and they don't do art anymore. <laughs> well, so then, what got you from your undergrad to Savannah? Well, I after I graduated, I never really had a job, like a regular job. Mm-hmm. I, had, I did gigs. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it would be a few months or a few weeks. Yeah, and I would sell my art badly, but I did. <laughs> the, the thing was that I was able to maintain... I was always available for projects because I didn't have a job, mm-hmm. even though I was working all the time. Right, yeah. right. So that was one of the cool things about it. We, no, can, okay. we can edit you can, yeah, okay, yeah, right. yeah, No worries. We'll so, we'll edit. Uh, sorry, I no, just, no, I just no. heard it. So you your schedule was available during the day oh, for things. So so that was kind of it's also a selling point. Mm-hmm. You're always available. Yeah, right? that's true. So there were there were gigs that other people couldn't take and I would take them. So like, I got to travel a lot doing things. Like artist gigs or yes, like science? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, most of the, oh yeah, yeah, always, always. So I did uh, work in retail, in the travel industry, you know, sometimes there were, I spent 14 days on a cruise ship once, hanging pictures. Oh. I would work two hours a day, the rest of the time I was a passenger. Just hanging art on the ship. Yeah. Cool. yeah. So I used, I learned all kinds of art related skills that got me through all these years and I was fine until my wife said, we gotta go back to school because you just have to go back to school. How old were you then? I was uh, almost 50. Okay. Yeah. yeah, but of course, my first response was, oh, teaching? I don't teach. Poo, speed on the floor. <laughs> I, you know, I'm an artist. Yeah. I had no idea it was this. Also, you made it through cool. quite a number of years at that point. Yeah. Doing your gigs. Yeah, so yeah. going back to school that old, you're so responsible that you don't sleep. You work 50 yeah. hours a day on school. Yeah. Almost killed me, but it was great. It was the best thing I ever did. To do your MFA at SCAD, right? The MFA. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then, like, I did some adjunct teaching. Uh, right by my house, so it was very easy. Mm-hmm. You know, so I thought, oh, this is teaching. But <laughs> then I got to Scott and I learned. <laughs> oh, this is teaching. <laughs> this is a job. Oh. <laughs> so that yeah. So so when uh, I stay in the radar for Scott after I graduated, yeah, I was involved with a lot of things. So they called me one day and said, would you like to apply? And I applied while I was packing and told my wife, hey, this works out, follow me, I'll be there. You know, when they when they call you and ask if you want to apply, that's usually a good sign. It is a very good sign. <laughs> yes. But again, I was, I was in the radar with the alumni and, mm-hmm. you know, SCAD sales had bought, well, before it was that, they bought some work for the school. Mm-hmm. So I was, you yeah. know, in, and they also go to Miami every year mm-hmm. because they do the Art Basel events. Yeah. So I would see, you know, did you have work in their booth there? No, no, okay. no, no. But okay. I will go exactly. and I will hang out. Yeah, because you you lived in Miami before coming to Seattle. Yeah. Okay. Oh, got it. Yes. Okay. I, and later, I want to ask you about Art Basel too. So I want to. Oh yeah, I got stories. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. So 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 it was an easy transition that way until you know the work started and then I had the first year was 
I almost died, but here I am, happy. With the workload? Oh my god. Yeah. I didn't know how to do any corporate things. I don't know how to do things. I don't paperwork. <laughs> okay. No, yeah. I mean I manage. I learn it, but I never had to do that kind of thing mm-hmm. before. It was it was a lot different. Yeah, I'm sure there's a learning curve to that for sure. <laughs> how many but, classes is it full time when you're teaching full time? You teach four. Four. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And you teach three of the four quarters, like. Yeah. 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 Okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, and what was your MFA in? Painting. Painting. Okay. I she have done it in sculpture, but they didn't have that online. Okay. So I did it. Now when I did it, you had to come here in the summers. Mm-hmm. So I was again very involved with the school, even if, even though I was an e-learner, because you had to come to SCAD and you have to you meet the teachers. You, oh, okay. Because you know. okay. Savannah's beautiful in the summer. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> window tinting in my van peeled off in the corners yeah. that first year yeah. it was so hot yeah so you were in Miami so you were technically going north for the summers and it's hotter here <laughs> I thought it was okay. gonna be the same oh no it's yeah this is something this is yeah. a test of it's the something words. special yes. soupy it's quite a statement that it's hotter than Miami um so, looking at your website, your artist statement, I actually really enjoyed reading it. Um, it's, uh, I was just going to read a little part of it. Um, I observe, absorb, and digest aspects of nature, which eventually blend into my work's imaginary depths of space, line, color, and composition. Inspired by early microscopic investigations as a child, extensive Lego architectural experimentation, and later study of science, I create my own tangible yet nebulous environments, traveling free as if weightless through an about like first I want to thank my wife for helping me like that <laughs> I mean it seemed a little more eloquent <laughs> because I, I had the idea is mine but yeah, the, yeah. Right, that was nice input, right? <laughs> yeah no it's beautiful like and I it's the kind of thing because actually some of your work is on the walls here in your house and it actually is a beautiful representation of what your work is like in, in putting it into words well, thank you. you're welcome <laughs> it does look very biological yeah and, and that all came together uh, right around the same time I started doing my MFA I was in I'm doing an artist in residence uh, I'm gonna say gig where I had this free studio in a park in Miami but it was a nat- like a natural preserve so I was there for two years hiking you know and there were snakes in the studio. I had to kick them out. You know, They're like no, <laughs> that's funny. Uh, so I was so involved with the nature of the place just by being there that then it kind of all came together. Well, I've been looking at this all, all the time. This has always been the, my to-go inspiration. I do other things, but the inspiration from nature has always been there. And I don't try to copy nature. I just end up making things that could be alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so it's it's fun. I have that freedom. So I want to kind of describe what we're looking at since it's radio. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, people can't see this. So they're, they're, um, they're on the wall, and they're these uh, sculptural, It's uh, they're wired together. It's tons and tons of clothespins wired together into shapes, and then he forms them into these like undulating, connected shapes on the wall. They almost so they look, look like, like sea urchins. Yes. Ooh, yes. Yeah. yeah. I call yeah. this uh, Coralia. Okay. okay. Corals are an aggregation of individuals mm-hmm. so the big coral pieces you see is a lot of corals together yeah. so that's the idea each yeah. one is one and, and it's also a good way to keep changing it and growing yes. you know i don't have to you say that's finished 
Yeah. No, I can keep adding to yeah, it. Yeah, keep adding. It's a good way out of a series of words. It, it just keeps growing. Yeah. Oh, if I sell half of it, it grows back. <laughs> <laughs> they, they almost look, they almost look like basketry. It's very interesting. The different uh, colors, all the like. There's yeah. a variety of colors. Are all natural looking, but yeah. Yeah, I have made baskets. They don't go anywhere, but they're very pretty. They mm-hmm. look like this with an opening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, things have you know when you make, you discover. Yeah. The more you make, yeah. it, the more you discover. The more mistakes you make, but you also you discover. Yes. So by making, this is one of the first shapes I made, and that was around 2002. Mm-hmm. So I've been using the clothespin since then. Yeah, I, uh, on your website it says you've used over 200,000 clothespins at this there. point. Yeah. yeah, that's incredible. Like, so what yes. drew you to the clothespins? Like, what uh, was like what was the initial thing? Yeah, you had to ask. <laughs> I, I wrote down to ask that as well. Yeah, um, I mean, I have developed good answers for that. You know, <laughs> elevated, interesting answers that, you know, make people feel comfortable about my art. <laughs> but the beginning was pretty simple, you know. I needed to make something one day, with, and I needed a lot of things. And, and the first thing that came up was, let's go to the dollar store, and I bought a bunch of those. Mm-hmm. And the first thing I did actually worked out. So I stood back and went, whoo. What is this? <laughs> Everybody likes this. Mm-hmm. So I put it aside for a while, for a couple of years, just kind of looking at it. So it was an uncertain beginning. Yeah. And then it just yeah. it paid a lot of bills. <laughs> well, and like in looking at your website too, like the photos that you have on there of different exhibitions, like it's grown and what you do with them is so different across like a variety of things you have like the flowers that you've created you have um like big installation pieces and the tree wraps like the tree wraps are are really interesting to me because i i feel like i would die trying to do that it's like a shawl for the tree yeah i would make lots of those but then i have not found a place to do it Mm -hmm. it's it's odd Mm -hmm. you know i did seven of those within like a couple of years and and then I just couldn't find another place. I know. I'm open. Have to be a particular kind of tree, or no, just an opportunity to do it. Okay. Uh, You know, and they're you don't want to do it in the. I mean, they don't last forever. Yeah. You know, but they last. They can last a good ten years out there. How do you do? You attach it to the tree somewhere? Well, that's the first question I get from angry people. Like, what are you doing? The tree? You're killing the tree? And I'm like, I'm not killing the tree. It's wood on wood. Relax. Yeah. Have this conversation. I did my research. Nothing is happening. Uh, No, you, you, it's. So the basic structure of the clothespins is like a fabric. Mm -hmm. It actually moves like fabric. Mm -hmm. So that leads to any shapes. Just by, if I'm bored, I can just fold it like fabric and discover shapes. Okay. So that's 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 how many things resulted. And the trees happened because I had a lot of a big sheet of this, mm-hmm. and I thought, oh, I could wrap this. Mm-hmm. Well, the first thing I did was a dress. So the wrapping was actually I just thought about it. It started from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So no, you just once you wrap it around the tree on the top and you connect it back to itself itself. It just hugs the tree. Yeah. And gravity does it right. Like it rests on the bark. Yeah. And if it, if it yeah. branches out to a branch or two, then it, does, it stays there. Cool. Perfectly fine. Yeah, Squirrel just ate one in, uh, in, Ar- <laughs> uh, in Fort Smith, Arkansas. They ate the clothespins? Yeah, they eventually took him out. They, they started, after years, they just decided to get, you know, yeah. to bite well, on it. Part of nature, that's the, the nature that's of the time. <laughs> yeah. And so I have had the pleasure of getting to walk through your backyard and um, 
this sort of like na nature and using parts of nature like that's just kind of how you live your life like i mean it's like your backyard is basically a work of art and well thank you very and, much. And, and it's like you use like every part of the buffalo yes. like it's like yeah. every time we come over here they're like look what i found in our backyard and we're gonna do this with this like it's really cool well the reason we moved to this house was the house was the backyard mm -hmm. and the giant trees we you know, even the city came to give us a permit and they couldn't believe how big our trees are. So they are like, they survived. They have survived construction so far. Yeah, it's beautiful. And, and we save many of the branches that fall. Mm -hmm. The dead tree, I have lots of wood that will be something. Yeah. I mean, all of those are from our trees. Yeah. And azaleas. All azalea wood yeah. is really good. Who oh, knew? is it? Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Well, and you had found, like, you dug up a bunch of bricks that were in the yard that oh, you yeah, used we to do stuff things. with that. And, yeah, and, like, you've created, like, a trail and, like, have... Yeah, it's just well, super Well, that was my wife with a brand new lawnmower. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> she discovered this. That was, uh, there was a lot of sound that I thought... I thought she was going to kill the blade, but now we have a beautiful tray. Yeah, see? <laughs> see? Yeah, no, it's we, totally worth it. It's Definitely the, the land here... Moving to Savannah was a big push mm -hmm. on inspiration because it's exposure to new things and, yeah. and the critters that live around here and all that, so it's been great. Yeah. Well, so um, you had the uh, show that was Specious Morphology. Spacious? Spacious. Spacious Morphology. Mor yes. yes, okay. Um, but so in that, it's a collection of your paintings and drawings. Um, it's also like sculptural pieces like this. And then you also were using like nuts and shells and all kinds right. of stuff in there. So essentially the spacious means something that looks like something but it's not. Mm -hmm. So it's a very flexible word. So anything that I do that has natural materials, I draw, I fall within that name. Mm -hmm. So it became the name of a show, but now it's the name of that line of work. Yeah. Not, I mean, if I do a painting of an owl, like I'm doing in the backyard, that doesn't, it's not part of that. Mm -hmm. So it's anything that I do with wood or shells or, yeah. you know, I, I'm, I'm using a tile cutter to cut uh, oyster shells to make parts for something. Oh. Okay. Yes. We'll see if that works. Yeah. <laughs> well, and like you talked about these little critters that are made from uh, the wood from your yard. Like, so and these are like millipedes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I call them multi-beats. Multi <laughs> they have a lot of a lot of legs. <laughs> what are the legs? Uh, iron nails, like they have masonry nails. Nobody uses. Yeah. So the day I started using the clothespins, the last factory closed in the United States. That day. Now that I'm using these nails, the masonry nails, they don't use them anymore. They have the, the guns, the nail guns. Oh. So luckily, I found a. Lot. So you're basically killing U.S. industry. Yeah. <laughs> somebody, somebody should like watch what I do and oh like God. just warn yeah. those people you're going to be out of the job don't you're... ever start working with ice cream please. yeah don't kill ice cream <laughs> but it makes sense because as an artist I need to stay on a budget so I discover things that are affordable in mm -hmm. large yeah. numbers so you can buy some which is you... a lot of them or something is that what you the, the clothespins yeah like, like oh yeah like some buy... clothes you can buy everything that's left what do you do no, you can still get them, but yeah. they, they're imported. They don't, the machines are not done here. Okay. People are making them again by hand, but they cost, I can get 100 for the price of one. Yeah. I would love to have the budget to support that. Yeah. yeah. But A handmade clothespin. How artisanal. 
Well, yeah, you've got yeah. the wood. You can just start making it. Listen, no. No, no. I'm not that good of a carpenter. I use natural-looking things for yeah. a reason. Fair enough. Fair enough. There's a there's a, the look to the, the you tell the multipedes. Yes. So they have these, like, rusted out, you know, like, like hard-looking nails that... It, it's kind of an interesting idea where you almost... They look like like you could use them to comb on something or to, to like oh, yes. till the soil or something like. Yeah, they do look like you could, on yeah, like you could take them out and use this like a farming implement almost. Well, the you nails I put outside for a few days and they just to get them uh, yeah. But yeah, it looks like you would something you would use to go out and aerate the soil, or that you would want to use it as a back scratcher, <laughs> but it would be so painful. Yeah, it's a really interesting look. It is. Yeah. yeah, that's what I don't get too much into what they are. It's more fun to hear people. <laughs> like, what do you think they are? What? Oh, really? I did not see that. It's oh. like the uh, uh, ink blot test. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had at least two pieces named by kids. They walk into my suit and they go, look, mom, it's a shrimp. Uh, oh, no, it actually is. It, is. Yeah. <laughs> it, it has, you know, life is hard. Let's just keep it simple that way. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, and then one of the other things that you do um, is murals. Yes. Um, so you have you have a couple in your backyard that are excellent. Um, there's a picture of, of your uh, American Gothic on your website, which I invite everyone to go look at because it's fantastic. And that was like your COVID project? That was the first COVID project, yes. <laughs> that and that table over there. Was that... Uh, your wife being like, you need to get out of the house. <laughs> I need you. I need some alone time. <laughs> no, yeah, no, we were still okay back then. Yeah. Yeah. I discovered ticks, so oh, I don't yeah. sit on the ground anymore. Yeah. I pay They're a fun gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. So, yeah, but yeah, so I I started as a painter. Well, my first drawing class, I go, I'm gonna be an illustrator. Then I took my first painting class. Oh, I'm going to be a painter. <laughs> and then I stuck to that for a long time until somebody challenged me to do... Oh, that's a long story. So I just made an installation just out of a challenge. And then and I go, oh, that was just so easy. So I discovered that years trying to paint things that look three-dimensional, it's a lot easier just to do it in 3D. Mm -hmm. So I guess <laughs> yeah. it, it, became, it was easier. But I had years of painting, so... So once in a while, you know, I, if, I, if I'm on a paint, I'd rather do a mural than a small painting. Okay. I don't do those anymore. Do you, and Miami is a huge mural community, right? Yeah, is for that people that don't live there, sure. Okay, <laughs> really? It's, it's, it's very smart, you know? You have a neighborhood in trouble, and you bring known uh, urban artists, let's call them urban artists, yeah. and then that, that brings attention. So the locals don't get too much of that. They don't, oh, that's fun. It's hard. They can, but it's, it's at least at the beginning it was it was kind of a joke. Like almost really? now, maybe you would be called down to Miami to do murals. Well, I don't live I have see I made a lot of younger former vandal friends that, <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the arts in the streets, <laughs> and once in a while they have invited me to work with them, which is pretty funny because uh, I'm some I'm sure one of them is gonna listen to this and laugh. I have a lot of age wisdom. Mm -hmm. and they have all the marketing ideas the branding they know how to do all that yeah. so I learn we learn a lot from each other that's great so you know I still don't fit in their group but I have done a couple of projects and it's it's really cool 
Can it's I ask a lot you? And I don't want to interrupt you. No, too, no, absolutely. I was looking at your website, and there were photos of you doing that outside mural, the American Gothic one, and you had like a like a big paint can rigged up, tied to your body. That, yeah. It was like it was like a baby, like it was like a snuggly or like a crossbody purse, <laughs> which is very cool. Did you like invent that? Is that a thing? I don't know. I I I don't know. I don't I know if I it. saw that somewhere. Uh, but I have had contractors stop their car and ask me where I got that. Okay. It's just an old back strap, and I oh. hook it to the... Try to hold Great. a gallon of paint for more than five minutes, right? I bet, yeah. So I use, like, a, an old bag strap, and I connect it to the can, and it just hangs on my just side. Just you, yeah. And I just use that if I'm using a color for a long time. They absurd Brilliant. of you. Thank you. That is really good. See, I this is that. this is the art professional side <laughs> yeah. of, of this. I got deep in that website. <laughs> I looked at your photos. <laughs> I did a workshop for educators this summer, two of them, and that was one of the things I gave. You, I gave them all my tricks. Yeah, you know, I would homemade. love to take a workshop on doing out, outdoor mural right. because it is. I, I've helped out a friend doing murals, and the inside is like it, it makes sense the type of paint, and you don't need to do that much, uh, you know, sealing or what. But for exterior murals, it seems like there's a lot to learn about sealing it and the elements. No, just just working smart. Yeah, it takes years. Well, I need help with that. Okay. I, need help with, I mean, that's what I'm talking right. about. I need, I need instruction. I, I can give you some tips. <laughs> I did a lot of murals with United Way in Miami, mm-hmm. so that was a, the best schooling because. Um, you have to create a whole concept that needs to be done in four hours by a hundred volunteers. Wow. Oh, wow. So it's this, this, the, the logistics of that made me a very efficient uh, yeah, artist. Yeah. So you can delegate. Not only that, envision the future. What are these 60 attorneys going to do when they show up here on family day to help uh, out? Yeah, yeah. You know, the first hour you got everybody working. Mm. And then people disappear slowly. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of cats to and herd. Then, yeah, <laughs> so it, it's a lot. Of, it was a lot of fun, and I then I moved, so I'm not doing that anymore. United Way works different in different cities. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so there is not a lot of murals here. I, no, I, there isn't. But think yeah, about yeah, the. I mean, I think it, it, think about the historical nature of the buildings. It's, it, it's yeah. not a city that lends itself for that. Especially, uh, well, I mean, in the immediate like historical district of downtown yeah but i think if you go it's, get further out yeah, like, like i think but then, yeah like starland and that kind of thing sure but then you need people that are either visionaries or they have lived other places where they see the benefits of yeah it. What's mm. possible. so it's slow it will, it will probably i mean peer pressure yes we, we, the city's growing so eventually it will happen more and more I there have, are these group yeah. hero projects happening yeah. i have the perfect plan but i'm still looking for well that's support. actually something i wanted to talk to you about we'll we'll talk about it in a little bit because i saw it on your website and i, I wanted to get into that a All little right. bit yes. um but yeah i i feel like I mean, I think people who have been to other cities like Atlanta, which has all the public art, like, I feel like there's got to be a call for that here. Like, I, yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's new to here. I mean, mm-hmm. it takes a while. When yeah. I did a sculpture in, in Arkansas, in, in Fort Smith, basically there were no murals. But they had this idea, and within two years, this city is covered. Mm-hmm. They they created a program. The murals. It's not unlike yeah. what happened in in Miami, which is the one I'm most familiar with. Mm-hmm. But in the big cities, you know, where graffiti started. Yeah, that's yeah. not uncommon. I believe the first graffiti was born in New York, if I'm correct. 
And then, yeah. that, I mean, they, ha they know who was the first person that you can call the first graffiti artist. Mm -hmm. Modern graffiti. Yeah. The, the idea has been around for thousands of years. Since no, I caves. mean, like cave paintings. Right. Yeah. But the modern graffiti started there. So those cities are familiar and accustomed to that. Yeah. I mean, the mural in the muraling is interesting in like up and coming neighborhoods where it shows that there's attention being paid to the buildings and there's people there and there's care being taken. So then theoretically, like, the, you know, the neighborhood, everybody's taking care of things better and the whole area gets elevated, you know. And developers, you know, I, I can cover that ugly building quickly with a mural, mm -hmm. make it a community thing. I mean, it's good for everybody. Yeah. And you can actually get, fulfill your selfish needs while you're also helping out. That's yeah. good. That's good. Yeah. Everybody's happy, right? So that's a lot. A lot of the problems down the, in the South, they started with developers. Who had ugly areas, right. and they just turned it into a street museum. Yeah. So we could that could happen. I love that about a street museum. That's a great term for that it. Is well, a basically, great, yeah. it is what they are, and, yeah. they, and a lot of them change yearly. Yeah. So you gotta, you wanna yeah, see one, true. you gotta go see it, and people do. Oh yeah, so tourism. Well, I think that's a good point yeah. for us to take a break. Um, so we're going to do some station announcements, and we'll be back in a little bit with Jerry. You are listening to WRUULP, Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM. We are Savannah Soundings, community radio with a global soul. Trees are one of Chatham County's most treasured natural resources. Beyond their beauty and cultural significance... The impact of trees are far-reaching and compounding, spanning from economic benefits to health improvements to climate change resilience. Trees are woven into every aspect of our lives. Savannah Tree Foundation protects and grows Chatham County's urban forest through tree planting, community engagement, and advocacy. More information is available at savannatree.org. This portion of WRUU's programming is brought to you by listeners and by Brighter Day Natural Foods. Brighter Day Natural Foods has been serving Savannah's healthy food and supplement needs since 1978. It is located at the corner of Bull Street and Park Avenue. They have online ordering and curbside delivery available. And now a walk-up window for smoothies, juices, and sandwiches from the deli. They are open from 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. Monday through Saturday and 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. on Sunday. More information can be found at brighterdayfoods.com. What does it mean when we say that WRUU is a community radio station? It doesn't just mean that we invite the community to create programming. And it doesn't just mean that we're a voice for the community. It also means that we're counting on the community to keep us going. And you are the community. Almost all of our modest budget comes from small annual or monthly donations from listeners like you. You get to enjoy our community-focused programming because many others have stepped forward to do their part. Now do your part by joining our community of listener donors. Go to wruu.org right now and make a one-time or monthly donation. And thank you for supporting Savannah's community radio station, 107.5 FM. Hey, welcome back. This is Arts on the Air, Tamara and Melissa, and we are talking to Jerry Stecka. Yeah, so when we left, we had been discussing murals, um, so I wanted to continue on that train. Um, one of the things that you have on your website, and I've heard you talk a little bit about this before, is um, this idea that you have for a public school mural project. So just 
wanted you to tell us a little bit about that. Right, well, that was inspired by the many murals I did with United Way in Miami. Mm -hmm. I learned about, you know, the, the planning, the budgeting, the actual making them happen, mm -hmm. finish them and all that. So I became very, uh, and before that, you should, I must have done at least 300 murals or sign painting projects. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yes. Is this, that, is that involved designing that was commercial. them all? That was commercial stuff. Okay. Most of it, yeah, I don't even put it on the website. Yeah. But I learned to paint with both hands at the same time. Wow. Pretty much. That's if impressive. I, <laughs> I can't I'm even exaggerating. paint with one hand. Like <laughs> I'm exaggerating, but wow. you get really, when you learn how to do sign painting, you can do anything. Yeah. Dead art, almost. Almost. Anyways, let's go back to the mural thing. <laughs> so my dream is to, to have the support to create a, a program or a business or something that, that standardizes the making of murals mm -hmm. that can be done in public schools, for example. Because when I do it in public schools, people cry. Teachers yeah. just, oh my God. I was hating my job today, and now I see this mural every morning. Oh. I hear all kinds of things. So I've seen how you can make people's life better. And it doesn't have to be anything fancy, which yeah. is great to have something fancy. Mm -hmm. But it, even just an abstract design with colors. Yeah. Is this for the students to be painting? Yeah, that's what, oh, that was well, my question. Would the, would the students no, get to be involved in it? No. The, well, I mean, if it's high school level, I will have the students help. Mm -hmm. yeah. Anything before that is going to look like like a school mural, school mural that will be painted over quickly. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I'm talking about doing something that is more, you know, more advanced, but it would inc include, you know, workshops or mm -hmm. explaining to people what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. You tell, you involve the children or the teenagers in the process so they know how it happens. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it's, it's an educational experience. And then you have the art. Yeah. Like yeah. it's done. Which is so great because art education is so dying out. In so, so you know, it's a way to get it. Maybe mm -hmm. not formally, but... Um, but it's then something that... It, I mean, if you're doing this as a project or, like, a non-profit and you have a infrastructure for this, it's something that's providing art education without infringing on the public school budget. That's the other thing. Which the is would nice. have to pay for anything, yeah. right? Yeah. And I have estimated... I mean, you can do... Well, that was five, six years ago when I came up with this getting older so <laughs> my my idea was I can do a mural every week now it's oh, wow. coming down to oh I can yeah yeah that's, organized, that's impressive though if it's organized yeah. and you have just one more person with you you can mm -hmm. do a pretty good job yeah um but not like Sistine Chapel detail right, right. <laughs> but let's say that you you do you can do 30 murals a year mm -hmm. in a city that's no problem and if you do 30 murals the materials for them starts to overlap. So right. you, you'll need less yeah. and less materials as you work. You right. always need something. Yeah. So if you have the core equipment, and you know, it just yeah. becomes a routine. So let's say that you cover enough schools and then you can get, you can either move up to another city and then eventually successful enough that you find others and then you split. Mm -hmm. So it could actually be a pretty nice thing. Yeah. But it always Maybe. comes down to, oh, you need this much money. Why would I give it to you? Oh, public schools? Oh, no, thank you. Yeah. Wow. It's true. If it's going to be on a mall, if it's going to be on a main road, then the sponsor... Because, I mean, the sponsor wants something in return. 
Yeah. You know, so this you will need a major somebody that makes that much money that yeah. just the tax break like is a good. benefactor. Yeah, and the tax break is good enough for them, and they put the name on it. Okay. Well, I do but, know that, like, the city of Savannah has a grant program um, that... I'm... Not, do you know why you told me about this, like, a year ago, and I yeah, forgot? It's to, I mean, like, totally worth looking into. I mean, because... Yeah. Good info for all of us. Yeah. yeah, I mean, for anyone that has artistic endeavors or nonprofit ideas, look into that, because the city does do a grant program. Um, Interesting. Yeah. I was about to walk up to the street, off the street, to the school over there when I moved here, and I found out they're closing it. No. Like, I'm, they're like, wow. this is it. It's closing at the end of this year. So I was like, oh. Yeah, well, you don't want to have a so mural in another the, place that closes. <laughs> you know, so, because once you put your, you know, you, you, you do one or two, then, yeah. you know. Yeah. Locally, yeah. If people you, go, oh, okay, so he's not crazy. He can do. No, that. it's yeah. like you just need like one to get started. You get that in, and then yeah, you, you know, because yeah. I have examples, but they're not here. Right, yeah. right. You just have, you know, you have to have as much as you can to convince someone to give you money. And I don't blame anybody for not giving people money because there is a lot of like, bad ideas out. You spoke. Of, so you mentioned speaking of a mural in a place that's closed. Was that that was no, it's Starbucks? About to close. Oh, the <laughs> Starbucks project. Yeah. Listen, I I have no problem going to Starbucks. It's a long story. <laughs> when I walk into a Starbucks, it brings memories of the first time I went. It was a very special day. Yeah. yeah. And that was years ago. So they got my business just because of that. <laughs> that alone and this is, forever. So the one that was at Bull and Broughton Street. That so that what from. happened with that is that funny thing. They, they were opening a new one, and they could not find anybody to do work there in Savannah. Oh. They couldn't find anybody in SCAD that will do that kind of work. Interesting. So the design firm, strange as it is, was based in Miami. So they asked around, and they asked two or three people, and they called me, and they go, oh, I don't, I'll do it, and I'll go visit. I'll deliver myself. Yeah. What, yeah. what did your image look like, your mural? Well, exactly what they wanted. Yeah. What, what is yeah. that? Yeah. Well, sure. <laughs> and that was another. That was the first experience I had of the kind. Yeah. Uh, oh, is there a mural in the current Starbucks that is the same image of this? Or no. I mean, so I, don't know, I don't know what they this want. Is. They had a great program, and they they a lot of artists have done work globally. They love to do this at war, by the way. Yeah. Globally. <laughs> um, so I proposed my idea. But there was a long chain of people involved up and down, mm-hmm. and everybody had a little bit to say about it. So, small changes, small changes. By the time changes. it came back to you, it was not really. So, I didn't <laughs> sign it, and they were like, You have to sign it. And go, I'm not going to sign it. You did it. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I, was a little, I was a little angry at the time. It came out really nice. It was, a, it was a mermaid in water, and the background had oak trees, and there okay. was a mention to the Savannah, which was a very famous sail ship. Yeah cargo ship called this, named the Savannah. Mm-hmm. So I connected the story huh. a little bit. Okay. It was cute. It the was Starbucks really nice. mermaid in a Savannah <laughs> environment. Yeah. yeah. So you, know, you connect the whole thing and it was it was nice, but it wasn't my first idea. It just kept changing. Yeah. yeah. But hey, I got paid on time and it was there for a little while and it was great. Uh, and then I don't know what happened if the, when they demolished the store. I think they got thrown out. I don't oh. know. It was quick. Yeah. I don't know. I wasn't here yet. Sad. 
Can I, I wanted to ask you just to shift gears. I saw that you uh, took part in Art Basel in Switzerland, which is amazing. How did that happen? Well, <laughs> not exactly. <laughs> so when Art Basel came to Miami that first time, it, everything was new. And the city of Miami Beach and Miami, they basically said, what do you want? They understood the importance. It changed the city completely. Yeah. Even more than Miami Vice did for that city. <laughs> you laugh. It's true. It's true. Well, yeah, I don't think the people used to think of Miami as this fine arts destination. And now no. it's this yeah. Yeah, amazing international thing. So I lived in Miami Beach at the time. And they didn't have enough people to do everything. So I would get calls two in the morning. They need a wall painted blue. Come over. And I would get on my bicycle, go to the convention center. Uh, paint the, so it was pretty exciting from the beginning. <laughs> anyway, through the years, the gallery that I was working with, great friends, they connected with another gallery that actually was able to show at Basel. Because Basel is by invitation. You don't just pay for the booth. Right. It's complicated. Yeah. So they joined forces, and they had a booth in Miami. And then they got one in, in Switzerland. The dealer, who loved my work, had no clients for my work. He was pretty honest. Mm -hmm. I love it, but I can't sell it. Mm -hmm. A lot of respect for that kind of people. Mm -hmm. Where was this gallery based? Uh, Costa Rica. Okay. Yeah, he's, he's, pretty, he's pretty good in the Latin American market. And the partner of the Miami Gallery joined forces. So what she said is, make me something that is portable, that I can hide in a luggage, and I will put it in the booth. Oh my gosh. So I made a clothespin <laughs> sculpture like Legos that connects. Mm -hmm. She took it. And when they were setting up, she brought it in, put it there. And in the opening night, everybody's confused and drinking and walking around and not a pastel in Switzerland. And then he saw it. <laughs> He's like, what is that doing there? And they were dating. So he put up with it for that night. Wow. And then he took it out. So technically, oh not in the catalog, my work was shown in our past. I'm very proud so of that. So you like the opening night, the opening reception. We totally oh my vandalized the show with that single piece. It was smuggled in in a suitcase. I owe her a lot. She really taught me a lot about the art world. There is a dark side. The art world is not for the artist. Yeah. No, no. So, see, so sometimes it's good to be able to work small. If it can fit in the suitcase and you can smuggle it in. Oh, yeah. I'm a team player. And I figure something out. Modular pieces are where it's yeah. at. Yeah, okay. I, I made it happen, you know. But now it's on your resume forever. Not even a picture. I don't have a picture of it. Oh, wow. It's, some, it's just yeah. something that But happened. she said it was out, so. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, it was. Because he came back and he's like, you know what she did. Uh, no. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> did you ever end up working, so that you said that gallery was in Costa Rica. Did, did you ever end up having any work with him at no, all? No, because yeah. his, his style does not, the clientele that he built does not care for my work. Okay. And it's great when someone explains that, because now you think, oh, art dealers, but they're like collectors. They're very specific, mm -hmm. and they spend... 20, 30 years building that clientele that it wants certain things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there, I, there's something to be said for curation. There's a lot of angry artists pointing the finger, galleries don't want my work, and you know, well, you have to find... You have to find the so right yeah. gallery. And, and you still can find that, well, maybe, maybe it's a sign, maybe you, you're not ready for that. Yeah. I don't try very hard. I'm not a gallery... Type I was going to ask you if you like if you have an agent and you're actively expanding into galleries no, or is that not your No, I had thing? I worked with them but I never the only time somebody offered me a contract it was not 
it was going to ruin me. Well, and it's it's a complicated job. It's important to know the things to say no to as well. Like, I mean, you. It wasn't easy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but not everything's gonna be yeah. a good fit for yeah. you or for your art. Well, thankfully, you read that contract very. You read it very carefully. My beloved maybe... wife. Okay. Who <laughs> so other people might work in the law environment for many years. Yeah, that's important. Yeah. Yes. She's like, wait a minute. <laughs> okay, I wanted to ask you. There was you had a note on your website about um, when you're making these. I don't know. I, I wasn't sure if you meant in your paintings or in the clothespin sculptures about the re- repetition and going into where you're really kind of zoning out and it's this hand motion. And I was thinking of, um, there's this artist, Yoi Kasama, you know, who does these like yes. enormous, like either the paintings with tiny, tiny marks over and over again, or the big room installations. And I love her a lot. And your work, it reminded me a lot of that. What well, you're that's saying. a compliment. Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> so the, I did met that applies to the paintings or drawings that fall within the spacious morphology. Mm-hmm. You know, they're fairly abstract. They look like a living bacteria or something. Because it, it's made out of a lot of marks. Yeah. Uh, but mostly it's because of the growth pins or the legs. I'm making, uh, I'm making hundreds of little pieces made out of the um, hickory, hickory nuts. Oh. And they all come from my neighbor's house. I'm waiting for them to fall. <laughs> and then, yeah, it's, so it's a lot of this, a lot of them, a lot of them. So by themselves, one of them, like somebody go, I mean, I don't take it the wrong way. You go, oh, you should sell that at Etsy. <laughs> and I could, but I'm waiting to have three, four hundred of them to yeah. show them together. Yeah. So they're, the, the power in the numbers, I tell my students a lot the same. Okay, you, you're doing that. It's, not great you know it's not great you're not happy with it but if you do 1,000 of those and you put them together and they mean something you have something yeah you know this there's a lot of power in numbers we're curious the humans are how many how, how long did it yeah, take yeah. why did you do that to yourself the Guinness <laughs> book of record yeah which called me one day by the way they are full of uh, repetition silliness mm-hmm because it's why would you spend your life doing that so they got word of your number of clothes so they they had an they, they it's they're very complex they're very serious i thought it was not so serious like a joke book no so they had this person that was specifically looking for repetition based art for a new award a new section wow. so they found me on the web on the internet somewhere and then we exchanged emails for three days. I was so excited. Mm-hmm. They wanted to put that, and, and I was the only one doing that. So I was basically going to get in the Guinness Book of Record. doesn't cost you a penny. It's great. Yeah, yeah. It's not a game. It's Imagine not a the trick. marketing. Amazing. Yeah. Worldwide. Just for, just for you. For <laughs> yeah, personal, like... <laughs> you know. Anyways, then they found out that I put a wire through them, and that's it. Stopped. Oh. They only do crazy things like glue or... You know, it had to be a really crazy construction oh, that is completely a record in the world that nobody will do that. I would think putting a wire through It's too mechanical. I'm using is... a tool and it's safe. There's wow. no risk. Like, like the <laughs> one million matches castle. Yeah. That it was done yeah. with little glue that you have to do one at a time. So live on that. So it has to be a risk that it might fall apart at any second while building it? That all of your well, work could I, go away in the blink of an eye. If yeah. I glue it, it will take 20 times the time to make, Yeah. right? Yeah. And then it probably will never be able to be moved. Uh, so you made something that could just 
maybe not even last very long. So that's part of the award. Wow. You did something incredibly unusual. Yeah. Something that nobody else will do. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. So they told me, if you ever do this with glue, then call Get us. back to them, yeah. <laughs> they, I, I feel like they could expand and just add, have another category as well. But then they have Non-glue-based like, art. <laughs> well, it, it didn't have to be glues. They could be... Uh, they could be. They thought they were just pinched it with each other. Uh, they were pinching it, which is impossible. Yeah. Know, because I took physics when I was in biology. Yeah. 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 So yeah I know. You're like, you, yeah, you tried the pinching. So that wouldn't work. No. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. I had it. I, I, smelled I, it. I, I could, could taste, taste it. it. <laughs> <laughs> did you ever? So have you ever? Um, do you build things with anything other than clothespins, or did you arrive at clothespins and that was like perfect? Well, that's the bulk it. of it. Um, yeah. I've done things with other things, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Uh, before this, I made installations with metal pieces, okay. repetitive, thousands of them. Oh, like welding? I, no, all, I would put holes and wires and oh, okay, connect okay. them and kind of an unsellable art. It was very large. Oh, interesting. You know? But that got me. That got me into other shows, which is great because people saw it and they go, well, if you can do this, you can do other things yeah. too. And then I met the first, well, I don't know if he's around, but the first director for Art Basel in Miami loved that piece in a gallery, but it's not something that, it was an Art Basel. Yeah. But the fact that somebody like that will tell me, it was so good. Yeah. It was. It felt so good. So I moved on from that. I did two or three of those. Okay. Yeah. What do you have? What's coming up next? Are you working toward any shows or installations? I. I am, well, I have two shows, but there is no budget, so I have to sponsor myself for those. Mm-hmm. So the pandemic kind of slowed that down. Okay. But that's what I'm doing. All these repetitive pieces. It's a. It's one of them. Is in. Well, I'm not gonna say just in case. Okay. okay. But they're down in Florida. Okay. Cool. Yeah. And I now that I have, I mean, so I think I keep making work, maybe inconsistently because now I have a job. Right. But I keep making it. Yeah. So I have a pretty decent inventory. So soon enough, I'll be more into. Okay. It's not so much me. My wife is gonna be okay. So all these things. Where are they gonna yeah. go? <laughs> We'd love to everybody in town. So I'm gonna be pressured yeah, into into yeah. having something. Yeah. Okay. Well, we have a few questions that we end with where we ask everybody. It's All right. Inside the actor studio questions. <laughs> Ready? Ready. Um, okay. So if you do, you have a theme song that would play in your head if you're alone walking down the street to like jazz yourself up a little bit. Oh. I never thought of that. Yeah. But mm. or to judge yourself up and leaving the house. Maybe. But if I won the lottery, I would love to have a, a theme band follow me. Oh. Uh, I saw that in a movie. What movie like a marching that? band. No, they <laughs> have a they have a band. It was their okay. theme music. Oh. And they will walk and they they will follow these people. I know there's an episode of Family Guy where Peter Griffin has um, Michael Mcdonald who sings <laughs> every like when he walks anywhere. They love that Michael McDonald joke. They do. They, they, so, they do yeah. love that. so that would be good. So no. Okay. I listen to music as a background noise. I don't yeah. know that. So you want yeah. literally a background band following you around? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Just, just for It's ambience. like I want my own personal pips. Cool, cool. A la Gladys Knight. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what I would do with them, but I just want them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what is the one person in your field that you find most influential on your work? On my work, the one, no. First of all, they're all competitions, so... <laughs> so they're really, really influence you. Do I really want to support you? <laughs> uh, That's some cutthroat stuff. 
stuff. <laughs> well, the truth is, my taste in food and music and art changes frequently. Mm-hmm. I'm not set in my ways. Okay. So I will say that sometimes, you know, I will appreciate, and sometimes it's an art artist that doesn't do anything at all like me, mm-hmm. but I admire their accomplishment or their yeah, drive yeah. or something they artist. said. It yeah. could be anything. Any you know? artist, yeah. So, so not exactly any one in particular. I mean... It could be an artist who's died and is no longer competition. One thing is, if you were to see you're the more artist... competition when you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm burning all of this when I die. <laughs> if you didn't buy it when I was alive, you're not getting you it. You missed your chances. Yeah. <laughs> But if, I guess if you were to see the artists I talk about in class, mm-hmm. that's a reflection of who I like the most. Yeah. Because I'm not going to pick somebody that... You know. Right, right. Plus, I'm not going to say, oh, they're terrible, because they obviously are not. It's just not my thing. Yeah, yeah. Right. But I do mention a lot of people from... You know, I don't know. It varies. Yeah, sorry. That's I don't okay. have a specific okay. answer That's for that. Right. Um, I wanted to ask, so if you were not doing what you're doing as a career, what is another thing you might like to do? No, this. I will make art regardless. Yeah. Yeah. Or connect things connected to it. Just in the art world something? Yeah, something in the creative work realm, where I have to do my hands, use my hands, as long as I can. Yeah. As long as, you know, the body says yes. Constructing something. But then, look at artists like Matisse, you know, he... He was painting from his bed. Mm-hmm. This is not something you retire. And you don't always do the same intensity. It comes and goes, you know, but this yeah. is what I like to do. And I, that's probably why I like the teaching because it's still connected to what I do. Mm-hmm. And I learn from what I teach. So, so it's just a different facet of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But definitely I will just be happy in my studio all day. And my wife will be happy if I'm in my studio. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last one. Favorite book? Oh, this has been a long time. <laughs> uh, life changed when I start when I started teaching. Yeah. So I read for work. Yeah. But uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy never gets old. Oh, I mean so that's silly a... stuff. <laughs> oh my God, it's it's got the like you know, answer to the question of life. Yeah. And I'm <laughs> and I am funny. It's, I have a funny nature, so yes. so that is one that comes up a lot. Yeah. I but, read that book when I turned forty two. Oh well, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Spoilers for people who haven't read it. Yeah. If you haven't read this book, it's been out since the 70s. Sorry. You had your chance. I actually got a towel signed by him. Nice. And he got lost. Oh, man. I showed up to a book signing. Everybody had their books. And I gave him a towel. Put the towel on the table. I bet he loved it. Wow. Everybody goes, no, I didn't think of that. He did it before. He stretched it out. He put his arm on one side. Yeah. And like he's done. Yeah, he's he very was, professional. He was very funny. I thought you were going to say you accidentally used it to like, dry yourself off. It lost. Just lost. It's officially lost. It's, Bummer. Yeah. I, I should have framed it. So, I, I, when I read a lot, it was very eclectic. Pretty much, oh, you don't want a book anymore? Yeah. So, I read a lot yeah. of different things. But yeah. that, you know, that one is a funny one that keeps coming up. Yeah. A lot of the classic ones. Yeah. You, know, you enjoy them. But yeah, nah. no. I had to confess, it's been, it's been busy. So. Yeah. yeah, I get that. <laughs> I do. Professoring. Well, thank you very much. This has yeah, been Jerry Stecka. <laughs> we appreciate it. And we will post uh, links.
links to your Instagram and your website on our show notes so people can find you. Yeah, so people can actually see what we were talking about. That means I'm going to go now and fix the website. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah, all those updates you've been meaning oh, to do, yeah. now's the time. Well, well thank you for thank thinking you. of me and giving me this chance. I love it. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Here are some fun arty events happening this week. Applications are now open for a booth at the November 12th Slam Art Show. Thursday evening, September 8th, from 6.15 to 7.15, the Poetry Book Club is meeting at E. Shaver to discuss the book Life on Mars by Tracy K. Smith. Friday, September 9th, from 5 to 7 p.m., there's a reception for Vessels, an FAAA group exhibition at the Savannah Cultural Arts Center. Through Saturday, September 10th, there's an exhibition of oversized mixed-media weavings by Gabriel Torres at Savannah State in the Kennedy Fine Arts Gallery. On Sunday, September 11th, from 2 to 4 p.m., there's a reception at the JEA for a clay show by Phyllis Aaron. The pieces will be available for viewing through September 30th. Also, Sunday, September 11th, from 5.15 to 6.15 p.m., the Romance Book Club will be meeting at E. Shavers. They're discussing The Dead Romantics by Ashley Poston. Now through September 16th, there's a group exhibition called Supernatural at SCAD's Gutstein Gallery. It's a juried exhibition of work by SCAD students, alumni, faculty, and staff. Supernatural delves into all things otherworldly. Through September 30th, there's a mobile arts gallery at the WW Law Library. Um, it's featuring an art show called Past Presence, commemorating Juneteenth. There's more info on the Sulphur Studios website. Through summer at Location Gallery, uh, there is a show by Jennifer Nolan featuring her paintings of animals. Up next on WRUU is that old Savannah magic from 4 to 6 p.m. You are listening to WRUULP, Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM. We are Savannah Soundings, community radio with a global soul.